When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Emily, hmm. put your phone down. Okay. Emily, put your phone down. Okay. Emily, put your phone down. It's down. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> this is bullshit. Shh. Okay, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> that sounded good. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Um. Anyways, yeah, back to this podcast. Mm. So this is Here's to You with Fanny, Emily, and Dusty. Yay. Um, why, why did we start this podcast? I feel like we should start with that, right? Yeah. Basically, uh, we started this podcast because we say stupid shit every single day, even with our friends, just even by ourselves. I feel like I was told one time that Fanny, anything that comes out of your mouth is either going to be enlightening as hell or sarcastic as fuck. And there's no in between. <laughs> and then that's when I knew there needs to be a mic in front of me. Mm, you're right. I feel like this whole idea came about that one day we were at the bar and drinking. That, that's actually what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I wanted to sound cooler. <laughs> I honestly think that. We just started this podcast a long, long time ago. Definitely. So basically, the idea of this podcast, though, is that we have a lot of friends who are incredibly successful. I mean, you just met Dusty or DJ Aleve, and he's doing some awesome stuff. We have a lot of other friends who are doing amazing things in their career field. Exactly. Emily and other friends that we uh, that do stuff like that. So we thought, why don't we interview these friends of ours? And then also um, have a signature drink in every episode that we have them featured in. Yes. Today we are missing our um, one well, of our other hosts. Uh, our bartender. Yes. I'm at the bar with her. Uh-uh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so we're missing her today, but... It's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We, we, she, we she, she's out. trained us well enough... To get this going, I, I did not. I didn't watch her the whole time. I just watched her shape. I, I heard her say the things, um, and I I think the things will work out. Well, I guess <laughs> we can. Do, oh. Yep, yep, we can. That's okay. No matter what, we can still do it. We got this. That's why it's here's to you. So today's topic, though, we were trying to figure out what we should talk about, what we could talk about for at least 15 to 30 minutes. We literally pulled up the internet and we looked up what's trending on news right now or what's on the news. And we came across this article by The Guardian who just announced or the census just announced that there are now less than 60 percent of white people in the U.S., Mm -hmm. meaning that the diversity in the U.S. is increasing. And so we were like, what the heck? Something that you probably don't know about Emily, Dusty, and I, and Ruby, who's not here with us today, but something that you don't know about us is that we are um, 
immigrants or our family are immigrants, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> I'm an alien. I'm not an alien, but <laughs> the way how I speak English, I feel like I'm an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you speak beautiful English. Mm, yeah, I, I know. You speak two languages. I think I'm good enough to be a... Uh, I think I'm good enough to be my own hero sometimes, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. You definitely are. You are more than good enough. You are incredibly capable of being your own hero. Very true. But about this diversity, as you know, in the last decade, U.S. has been increasingly more diverse, which has allowed more opportunities for better representation of very ethnic group. God, my English sucks. (laughs) I think that was beautiful. I think that was beautiful. No, it is. So, like, um, the reason for the census is that it appropriates um, the seats in the House. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, like, 400-something seats. But basically, the reason why you do the census or the reason why the whole race and ethnicities in the U.S. population is important, it's to help appropriate those seats and make sure that these people of different minority groups or ethnic backgrounds because there's a difference i guess um basically tells who we are and who are as a nation as well yes and it also tells you that the people who are representing or making decisions for us need to make sure that they're representing the whole of the nation Mm -hmm. which now the whole of the nation is less than 60 percent white people exactly not a bad thing we love our white people we do (laughs) but also as well, Hispanics population grew by 23%, as well as Asian gang, population gang. over surged by 35%. Gang, gang. Ooh, I'm not Asian, good. but you guys are. But still, <laughs> that's, that is, that's literally, it literally just reveals that the U.S. population has more multiracials and more, more diverse than what we measured in the past. I agree. Yeah, yeah. More as like as in music, as Latin music k-pop hip-hop you know like you basically you could listen to any different language and you still could love it like bts example i love bts i'm a k-pop person i don't know what the, i don't understand what the hell they're saying but them seven minutes they're pretty hot <laughs> <laughs> and the latinos Bro, he could sing. T- he could say, "You're a fat bitch" in Spanish, and I still fall for him. <laughs> oh my god, Emily! She's talking about Maluma. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I don't listen to a lot of K-pop. My little sister does. Um, That's why I do along. watch anime though, and See, right. So like, as well. yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's my stuff. Um, I watch other. Um, movies that are in a different language just mm-hmm. because I'm more of a subtitle person. I always have to have subtitles in whatever I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, a lot of people hate that. But, like, I, I just, I want to hear the secrets that they're sharing in the background. I exactly. want to hear the whispers. And mm-hmm. then, like, I hate, like, being in a movie and watching the movie and then, like, suddenly... Like, I couldn't hear the whisper, and then I'm like, what did they say? I feel like that episode <laughs> in Spongebob where it's that old lady, and she's and they're selling what chocolate. She's say? like, what did you say? What are they selling? <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> what? <laughs> chocolate. They're selling chocolate. Yeah. That's how I feel. That's what, So I need I I totally titles. understand, because when I watch a Korean drama, I remember I will watch it with my aunt, and she has three kids, and those kids are most, 
They're so loud every single day, but I love them to death. Don't get me wrong. I love my nephews. But one time my aunt was like, we're watching a Korean drama. And now I'm telling you, they're speaking Korean and we're just reading, reading the subtitle. She goes, you guys be quiet. I can't hear. And I'm like, you know, we're just reading the subtitles, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, but it's the it's the fact of it. I was like. Oh, I mean, it's the I, way in that they project their voice because exactly. it's super important. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, when you're watching an anime and you're watching Attack on Titan and they're going against all those people, you're like, they're, I, I ah, need to hear the grunts. You know, I need the, the, <laughs> Like when he heard, exactly. like, have you seen um, Family Guy when Peter, he's like, ah, like you're like, <laughs> or, or cool whip, cool whip, cool whip. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, anyways. Off subject, off subject. (laughs) But did you know on YouTube alone, one billion videos are viewed in the U.S. daily? I mean, that makes sense. YouTube is so pretty. It's actually kind of old. YouTube is like 20 years old. But still, people use it every single day. Like, basically anything. Like, like how, how, even like basically in like Laos, I talked to my cousin in Laos and they said that they use YouTube to see what's going on here in the U.S. as well. And that's just amazing because how they just see everything on there. No, I mean, I, I, I hear it. I see it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the Caída de, de Pedro. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that's his name, Pedro. And every every Hispanic or Latinx knows what that video is. <laughs> I think you know that video too. I don't know, but I bet you I could look it up and I'll be like, oh, that is that <laughs> video. I've seen it. I've seen that it. That video, yeah. Yeah. So here's here's a really cool story. I think that your family story and how you um, talk about Selena and Ashley and Elle, all of them as sisters, I think like you should share that story. Oh, I think that's yes. a really, really cool story yes. about how your family came over here, mm-hmm. how they met their family, and yeah. So you're in Dodge City. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys and your family starts renting an apartment there. I don't meet you until we come to Wichita, Mm -hmm. which is years later. But I do know that you have sisters who are not your biological sisters. And I hear you guys talk to each other and how you talk to each other. And I think that that is for someone who has a really big family. And a lot of my family members are here in um, the U.S., and so I grew up with like my cousins being my best friends and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about these group of people as they're your cousins, but even deeper than that, you talk about them as your sisters. Exactly. Um, talk about that because I think that's a really cool story how mm-hmm. your family became a bigger family. Mm-hmm. So uh, my parents came to Dodge City and they don't have any relatives at all. But in Dodge City, there is also other eight. Laotian people live there too, Laotian families. And they all met together at the beef plant because they all work together. And they're like, hey, you speak the same language as me. Let's mm-hmm. let's link up and be friends. So my dad um, became... Quick question. Yes. How old are they at this time? Oh, I Do think, you know? I think around their 20s, like okay. around there. Yeah. Okay. Um, my dad started out in Excel and mm-hmm. Selena's dad. Now Cargill. Now, also not sponsoring us. Exactly not sponsored. But uh, <laughs> Selena's dad and my dad uh, met each other at Cargill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ever since then, like when they first met each other, they both loved the same music. They shared the same uh, 
basically the same things, you know. Asians stick together. Mm-hmm, basically. <laughs> and then um, they both have wives and then the wives became good friends and they became best friends as well. Um, this is pre them having kids, right? Yes. No one is born at this no time. No one was born at this time. Okay. So um, then the then later on, um, they met another Laotian family and they became friends. Um, so I have... I have six god sisters. So basically it's because the reason why we have god sisters is because their parents and my parents are really really good friends. Like like if something happens to my parents, I will go to that family because my parents fully give them 100% consent to live me to live with them, you mm-hmm. know? So, I excuse my in- ignorance here, but when I hear God sisters, mm-hmm. I'm Catholic. Exactly. So I think baptism. Mm-hmm. So we is that no not okay. so basically we just say that because like there are not my blood sisters. They're like my soul sisters. Basically, we could say mm-hmm. like that. So my soul sisters. Um. Uh, basically, that we. Oh my god. it's all right that was that was good soul sisters i'm so so if you hear something in the background that's my cat i have a cat who is a bangle and the reason that's relevant is because they have a very succinct type of meow and so he sounds like he's in pain but he's not he just talks like that and he talks a lot he just wants (laughs) to talk to us he talks more than anyone i think this is his podcast guys i think so too anyways so um so I have six uh, soul sisters, uh, Selena, Vanessa, Ashley, Amber, Alina, Alisa. Um, so Maddie. all of these families meet in Dodge? Though? All, this fam- all now these they don't even live in the same exactly. city. Exactly. Yeah. All this family all became uh, became one big family in Dodge City because they all live in the same spot and they all work at the same area, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... Ever since then, like, I did, I really didn't grow up with, like, because I always been the older sibling. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, I was the only child until Jaden came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having, like, Ashley was born first. She was the biggest sister. Vanessa was the was next. Um, then it was me. And then it was uh, Selena, my sister. And then Alisa and Alina. And it goes on. Yeah. And, but... All of us were so close together because we play each other, play with each other every single day. Like we live on the same block. We could just yeah. every birthdays, everybody's birthdays is celebrated at my parents' house because that we all met in the middle, mm-hmm. basically. So they did everything there. Um, that's we basically grew up together, and yeah, we had some amazing stories. We could I oh, could tell I'm sure you. we can we can go. I could go on and on about yeah. it, but you know that could save for a later day. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's how it is. That's how we became a really big family with all the other families because my parents. Yeah. And their parents together. And who would have thought, okay, I, and I don't know how freaking far uh, Laos is from the U.S., but yeah. like just the, you know, how and we, all of that mm-hmm. happening to where like now talking about years later and I just like I hear you guys always talk to each other or like you're on the phone with selena or you're on the phone with someone and they're just like how's mom and dad and they're referring Mm -hmm. to your parents exactly or you're asking her how's mom and dad and you're referring to her parents Mm -hmm. and you go over to their house and you're like hey mom um i just think that that's really cool um really talk like that really speaks to how 
much the U.S. Because, has been increasing yes. in different ethnic groups coming over mm-hmm. and how everyone tends to kind of mm-hmm. come together. And and it's crazy. It's because, yeah. like, in, you know how, like, in Mexico, like, you're from Chihuahua, you're from mm-hmm. all this place. It's the same thing, like, for us, too. My parent, my mom is from Savannah Kit, and my dad is from Pukokam, and Selena, Selena's parents are not from there. They're from another yeah. um, city as well. So but they don't even meet in... They don't even meet in Laos. Yeah. They met here in the United States because that's how it shows that, you know, everybody could be at one together yeah. at one place. Yeah. So basically, when you're in Laos, you go to a refugee camp before you come to the United States to get sponsored. So they're in the refugee camp in Thailand for, man, I don't know how long, but they're there for a good while. And... um. So my mom and my aunt, they basically left my grandma and grandpa in Laos and went straight to the refugee camp. Mm -hmm. And they basically escaped from the (laughs) refugee camp to get to over here. So my mom and my... You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. And have you know how they say that fresh out the boat, that's literally us. Because they literally got on a boat and just jump on a boat and came to the united states hey when we talk about opportunity that's what you gotta do you gotta do to jump on that boat honestly because that's your opportunity but yeah my mom they traveled all the way to california and then they end up in dallas and my mom was she came here she was like nine years old Mm. and she didn't speak any english whatsoever she started um i don't know how how old are you when you're in when you're nine years old what grade were you in i don't know uh, that's like third grade maybe probably because my yeah. mom she started in third grade and she was there for a long time and my aunt she do she that i think i get my independence from her because she is like your your mom or your aunt my aunt your aunt okay and my mom remind me, you're, you guys are in dallas they're in dallas okay. yes gotcha and my aunt she oh bro she hustled till she hustled every single day Mm-hmm. Literally every single day. Um, she got married to a man. Um, he was just basically a piece of crap. Just used her for money and left mm-hmm. her for another woman. And she just kept continuing to take care of my mom until ev- she hit high school. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came along and just kidnapped her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some traditions don't die. Exactly. Tradi- hey, no. I mean, that's kind of how my family And got, it's crazy because my, my mom and dad met each other at the laundromat. They were they were exchanging um, hey. dollars to quarters, <laughs> waiting in line. Hey, a true love story. True love story. I wish I could. Oh man! And then, um, but that's how my mom and dad met. But my dad, his his story is crazy. So my dad, he left. So him and his brother came to the United States by sponsored. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this lady hey, sponsored. So explain sponsors to people who. Basically, do not need something like that because so, it's so complicated. The immigration system is complicated. Exactly. Let's, let's talk so about So basically, that. another family sponsor you to come, like just like foreign exchange students. You know how they sponsor you to come live at their city mm-hmm. and their home. That's that's what happened to my dad. Like, okay. And how old are they at this? My dad was at least sixteen years old when he came over here. Okay. How did they find a sponsor? Basically, it's through connections because there's this, there's a grandma here. We call her, dude, she's a G, like, <laughs> triple G-ma? OG. She's, she's triple G-ma? OG. Yes, exactly. And um, there's, they're telling her, like, hey, there's another Asian guy who wants to come over here. And she's like, bring him over here. I'll sponsor him. She sponsored him and my uncle as well. 
And they both came here. Dude, my dad, he would tell me, he's like, Emily, I came to the United States. I thought I was the baddest motherfucker in the world because I came to the United States. But I had to work hard for what I do as well. So my dad was sponsored in Winfield, Kansas, and with mm-hmm. his brother. My dad was a troublemaker. Like, he, like, like how I think I got where his troublemaker's from. But so you got the troublemaker from your dad and the independence from your yes exactly (laughs) so my dad he basically started from the bottom you know he went to high school started from the bottom now we're here exactly he was basically he went to high school he said that high school was not for him so he just left and worked the whole entire time then while he was looking for a job there was a lady her name is miss thompson and Mm -hmm. oh my god sweet sweet black lady my dad said the most sweetest person he ever met in his whole entire life and my dad was looking for a job and he saw her mowing her grass and he's like, here, like, he's like, let me help you. But, you know, my dad mm-hmm. didn't speak any English. So he was like pointing at her like, let me cut your grass, but mm-hmm. pointing. And she's like, you do it. Go ahead. So my dad cut her grass every week, like literally. And she feeds my dad. She uh-huh. gives my dad like. She and this ta- is in Winfield, Kansas. Yes. Okay. And she taught my dad how to speak English. Mm. Like, my dad was, like, it was like his second mom, you know, because mm-hmm. my dad came here just with his brother. Yeah. So. Because his mom is back in Laos. Exactly. My okay. grandma and grandpa are in Laos. Mm-hmm. And so my dad, he was like, he's like, man, this lady is everything. Like, he's like, my, she's like my second mom. So late. So she passed away. Mm-hmm. But also, she gave my dad her car, like on her will. Oh wow! Exactly. And my dad doesn't <laughs> gang gang. My dad doesn't I'm even about have to a, hit the street. Exactly. My dad doesn't even drive. Like doesn't even have a driver license. <laughs> doesn't even know what insurance is. Like he's like, I'm just gonna ride this bitch and fucking ride it and get bitches, you know. But <laughs> I'm sure that was a spot. <laughs> basically. So my dad drove a bl- a purple mustang like it was oh dang it was legit like he he definitely was getting some girls he thought he was the he was baller shot collar exactly <laughs> he was like he's like i could fuck anybody in the world right now but no but you know <laughs> that's my a dad. bit extreme but okay <laughs> but anyways far-fetched so then once my, once my dad got that car he made a rock band <laughs> you know why your dad was in a rock band yes if any if you guys ever heard K-pop. <laughs> so if any of my laotian friends here loso everybody knew who the fuck is loso is because he's the most he's the number one rock person in like thailand uh-huh. and everybody Everybody, Dusty knows who Loso is. Like, come on. Every wedding, you have to hear Loso, dude. Like, no lie. Yeah. But, yeah. My dad and... Gov- is Loso, like, uh, Selena to us? Exactly. Okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Yes, kind of. Okay. But, like, yeah. Um, but my dad made a rock group in it with his friends, and they're, like, singing louds and <laughs> Laotian. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. I heard their... <laughs> I heard awesome. a recording, and I'm like... Oh, you guys are great. But I'm like, damn, they suck. They don't know what they're saying. <laughs> daughter of the year. Yeah, daughter of the year. And they have that big hair, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Everybody had big hair back then. My, big my dad had big hair. My uncles <laughs> had big hair, too. It's actually kind of funny. They had mullets, too. Exactly. So, um, so my dad was like, oh, man, I'm tired of doing all this. I need to get out of here. So my dad left Winfield and he went to Dallas and boom, that's how he saw my mom at the, at the, 
at the laundromat. Ooh, fireworks. Exactly. And then my mom, my mom literally said, I will run away with you. She literally left her sister. She said, runaway bride. (laughs) She literally was the runaway bride. She literally stayed. She literally left my aunt to go be with my dad in Winfield. And they lived in an apartment with a bunch of Asians. That's awesome. (laughs) But yeah. But basically then they decided to get a job in Dodge City and boom, that's where they are. So I think that this is a good good time for a break so that we can go into the next segment. Mm -hmm. And while we move into a break, here's Emily with some ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, listeners. Well, today, this is Emily, and we have Fanny and Dusty here. What's up? (laughs) Well, right now, Fanny is making our signature drink, and it's called Here's For You. Here's To You. Here's To You. I I apologize. We just started this name. (laughs) I'm still trying to get used to it. Anyways, so what we're going to do today, we're going to, we're using tequila today called Terramana by the rock Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Mm. My boyfriend's a role model. (laughs) And then we're going to use vodka. It's called Kettle One Cucumber and Mint. And we're going to use Honey Today Classic Honey with some cucumbers and some limes. And then also we're going to use Sprite and some guava juice. So we're, we're, we're basically, this is the, um, we had Ruby in our last episode. We're trying to mimic what she did. So again, here's to you, Ruby, for making this drink last time, making it so delicious and us trying to replicate something that you did and not knowing exactly what we're doing because we're not bartenders. We love you, though. We, we know how to take shots. We do. <laughs> we know how to take shots. We know the most important thing. Yep. <laughs> that noise. Ooh. All right, so we're going to go to Dusty here. So, Dusty, tell us about yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dusty. I am the technical director of the podcast, uh, you could say. Okay, so, Dusty, uh, since you are a producer here, what made you want to go into this whole technology and audio stuff here? So when I was um, like 12, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it leads back to me and how I wanted to become a DJ, actually. Yeah. So when I was 12, um, just like everybody, you know, got off school, came home, turned on MTV because Total Request Live with Carson Daly was on. Oh, you know, yeah. Trying to see Bone Thugs hit number one again <laughs> for the day for 30 days in a row. Those are the best times. It's the jam. And uh, one, and you know, sometimes they would bring guests on or whatever, and you know, have them wave out to everybody on Times Square and stuff through the window. And one day they had a DJ uh, from New York. Uh, I think he's from New York. Um, his name is DJ Scribble. Oh, and, I know him. Yeah, he was like uh, on the turntables doing a bunch of scratching and stuff. And then they did a little interview with him talking about. Um, he was talking about that song from Three Six Mafia, "Tear the Club Up." <laughs> And how he was banned from a lot of clubs uh, because he was playing that song and like, or that at least that song was getting banned because mm. uh, it was throwing a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. tear the club up, 
after the club, you know. And then, you know, when you hear that and that tequila hidden, you're going to tear that club up. Yeah, we're getting, <laughs> we getting real ratchet up in here real quick, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, as a 12-year-old, I was like, man, that's the coolest thing ever, you know, and, like, scratching is really cool. So, like, how do I become a DJ and stuff? And then, like, I think the next day at school, somebody uh, had, like, one of those hip-hop music magazines or whatever mm-hmm. and was like showing everybody and then uh when Did i got that my magazine have the parental advisory thing on there not quite sure if it did or not i don't know i'm but, just thinking um, of the year that's why <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that was relevant then yeah so uh you know in 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 the back of it you know they had a whole bunch of like ads and stuff almost like classifieds and uh I saw, you know, that's they. I saw an ad back there for like a set of turntables and a mixer and stuff, and I was like, oh, so you can just buy those on your own because you don't see that kind of stuff like just at Walmart or whatever when you exactly. go grocery shopping with your parents. And you didn't uh, have Amazon. We don't have Amazon yeah, back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> what do we no, have? eBay. No internet quite yet. Like internet was just getting into everybody's houses back mm-hmm. then. So you know, no mm-hmm. eBay, no YouTube, no mm-hmm. nothing. You know, just how do oh, I yeah. do this? Yeah. Right. We don't have those kinds of stores here in Kansas, or at mm-hmm. least we didn't know about it. Right. Nope. We just know tumbleweed. Yeah. So that's how it really <laughs> got started. You know, like eventually later on, like when I was 17, I ended up getting my first pair of turntables and stuff. And, uh, you know, before that, like, you know, the Internet was really blowing up. So we're I was downloading a lot of music and stuff. And then uh, some people around, the you know, those Asian breakbeat DJs, you know, are all. Oh man! All I'm, I'm also ABG Asian baby girl, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> ABG, she wanted to say that so bad. <laughs> I always wanted to say that ABG with the blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, so you know, like, and it, it kind of goes back to what you said too. You know, like uh, with your story, you know, all the all the OG Asian folks, you know, they, they stuck together and mm-hmm. you know, that yep. made, that made us as kids kind of stick together too. And so everybody knew each other and stuff. And eventually, you know, like people were like, Hey, I'm using this music software on here. All you gotta do is download it off the LimeWire or whatever, you know, this is why um, and Asian- you can start making music. Mm-hmm. That's and- why Asian population grew 35%, <laughs> y'all 35%. Yep. Dang. So, you know, yeah, and just going through that, and I just kind of fell in love with it. You know, it mm-hmm. is I can do this, all of this stuff in a computer, and make something for people to listen to. Nice, nice. Well, you know, since your name now you became now you, I understand you went to school as well. Yep. You went to school, got your degree for this, and I think you're an amazing director. Well, producer. Let's say that. Producer. I don't know what a director means. Thank I don't you. know anything Thank about you. filming. Yes, audio. yes, I did. I did go to school <laughs> for this, sort of, um, and then I did end up getting a job kind of right after school at a local radio station where I was producer for a couple of the shows. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just really fun. I enjoy it, and I listen to, like, probably 10 different podcasts every day so it's just something that it's really cool it's really fun and i enjoy it nice that's what definitely makes you the perfect person to be on here that's why you're <laughs> called dj Elise. yep different story around that maybe we'll get into that um oh. later because dusty's gonna be here 
for a long time for eternity for a while a while a while at least until iHeartRadio steals me away <laughs> never okay never. fine, fine if fine. you work at iHeartRadio and BTS ever does a concert there I I 100% go for it do it and when you work at iHeartRadio we gotta welcome you back on the show so we can interview you <laughs> I, I I would only go there if they bring the whole team mm-hmm. okay so okay. if I'm going there you guys are too alright well let's talk about your fam you know yeah, so um, I am Laotian American, just like you, Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, I th- I feel like you know our 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 parents kind of came over here probably around the same time ish for the same reasons. Exactly. Um, had a little bit of a different path. Um, to where my grandparents ended up in Garden City, which is, uh, how far is it from Dodge? Like at least 45 minutes away uh, from 45 Dodge 45 minutes City. away, yeah. 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 And then, you know, they all worked at the uh, meat plant mm-hmm. or whatever as well. Um, so, yeah, my parents, I believe they met probably in Seattle or something because that's where I was born. And then Seafood. just following family and the jobs ended up here in Kansas and... Then I end up growing up here in Wichita. And you're Seattle. Um, we, we have a friend who has been talking about Seattle for a while, too. You you Have you gone back to Seattle since then? Because you mentioned that you were there for a little bit, right? Right. Um, so, like I said, I was born there. And then, I don't know, before I could remember, we ended up moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I have I I did get to go back and visit. You know, it was something that I I really wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, just for myself. So I went back for like a five day vacation just to check out the city and see what it was all about. Check out the vibe and see how I was feeling. Because I have a belief that kind of where you are born like it's ingrained in you somehow like where you take your first breath Mm -hmm. like the vibe of that city or place or whatever kind of gets ingrained in you a little bit Mm -hmm. um kind of makes you who you are that's how i feel when i go to dodge city too does it do you feel like a dodge cityan i'm i really i am honestly i am a dawsidian because i do listen to a lot of country and i'm from the southwest because you know i say y'all all the time dc in the house i say y'all i mean you gc so we're Ten. rivals right now <laughs> that's true Who has the hatchet right now more on that later more on that later yeah so um i i actually went up there for the first time since i was born back uh-huh. in uh it was like 2012 uh-huh maybe 13 yeah somewhere in there i'm pretty sure it's 12 but i went up there for like five days just by myself and hung out i slept at a hostel and a I hostel didn't, yeah i didn't know nobody <laughs> i just wanted to like get around and like see the city and shit fuck it yes yeah because like you know i was born there but i never got to like see it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you gotta so, see like, where um, your roots at you know and yeah and actually uh to bring it back so i went to a rave while i was out there because you know that's like the dj music that i like to play and mm-hmm. stuff that's how i like to dj 
went out to rave and uh, Zed's Dead was playing was the headliner, right? Fucking love Zed's Dead. At this warehouse in the middle of Seattle. <laughs> and like, it was lit the whole time they played, right? Uh-huh. And then they ended their set and everybody was screaming one more song, one more song. So they came back on for Encore One More Song. What? And they played the remix of that twilight song shut the fuck up yeah (laughs) which worked out perfect because we're in fucking washington right exactly because that's the fucking (laughs) (laughs) so the whole place goes the whole place went nuts for that encore because it was that song i love it i fucking love it yeah and then i had to find my way back to the hostel at like two in the morning (laughs) when i was somewhere in seattle i didn't know where the fuck i was i was lucky i flagged down a fucking cab (laughs) Did Ubers were there Ubers by that was it Ubers by that time? Two thousand thirteen, right? Yeah, huh. Uh, 12, 2012, 13, Was there Ubers? Were there you Ubers? There being Ubers back then? Yeah. I feel like Ubers were already there. I don't know. No, twenty. I graduated twenty fourteen. I don't know. I don't Ubers that. were established in twenty nine Two thousand nine. Damn. Were they that? Like, Holy shit! I graduated in high school in twenty ten. So, fuck. They make dude. They're millionaires right now. Hey. <laughs> That's what you came That's Sorry. what you concluded. Yeah. Like, who the fuck would think of that? You know what I mean? The fanny. You made the drinks. I made the drinks. Oh my goodness. We're her guinea nice pigs. Right Fanny's got drinks. Drinks. With Dwayne the Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnsons. Do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Fucking tequila. We're drinking tequila with vodka mixed together. We're getting fucked up. Hey, I think that's what Ruby did in the last episode. I hope so. In the last episode, episode. I think of Dr. Dre every time I say that. Which has mm-hmm. a really big Asian community as well. Um, there's a temple here. There's a temple here, a Buddhist temple here too as well. Yeah, we have multiple temples. We have. Oh really? M- I didn't know that. Multiple, yeah. Not even us, two Vietnamese people got temples too. Exactly. And, and Cambodian people. And Cambodian people, mm. Thai people as well. They have their own. Um, Talk about well. that diversity increasing yeah. in the U.S. Literally, some, some, some. we went. We went for <laughs> one main Cuban. one. Well, basically one. There's a big one in here, and it's on Greenwich. Um, the Laos Buddhist Temple, and um, they have from man, me living in Dot City, it has like it's grown. Like there's so many buildings, there's so many statues, and it's beautiful. And those all those buildings are made by handmade. Every single detail is literally carved by man, like literally just handmade, carved. I think everybody should go see it. I think at least like we are not sponsored by that Buddhist temple. If you guys really want to sponsor us, I mean, um. I am, I am a sister there, just to let you know. <laughs> and like in Laos, it's called Macau, and I literally did my time there as well. So <laughs> I'm really holy, <laughs> but not that holy. <laughs> Ow. But yeah, so <laughs> Fanny, let's talk about you. Talk about me, okay? Yeah, let's 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 put the spot on you, okay? Tell us about yourself. What's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Did you guys get that? Um, steal my identity? Watch out! No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, so I actually immigrated with my parents. 
So I grew up in Mexico and in and, and Mexico, not for not for too long. I, I was turning five years old when um, we moved from Mexico to the U.S. And at that time when we moved from where we were living in Mexico to the U.S., honestly, I think that we probably eventually we would have moved over here. But um, a lot of things were happening in the rancho that we were from. Because I actually come from a rancho. A rancho. Yes, a rancho. <laughs> On my phone, my caller ID is called Fanny Rancho. <laughs> <laughs> so my family's business name is Rancho Nopalito. And uh, we all have our phone numbers under a business line. And so Emily's family also has them under a business line. And so she has caller ID. And anytime that I call somebody who has caller ID, my name will pop up as Rancho Nopalito. Mm. But um, also, they are not sponsoring us, Father. If you want to sponsor us, Dad. Please, Dad, please. <laughs> I want to ride a horse. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so we, we came over here. Um, I think that's like 2000, 2001, sometime around there. And, um, I mean, we came directly to Dodge City, which is Dodge City, Kansas, a huge Hispanic community. I mean, you're talking about like about 70% of Hispanic population there. So the census said less than 60% of white people in the U.S. will in Dodge. There is definitely less than 70%, 75% of white people there. There's a huge Hispanic community. Um, Oh, sorry. I did that backwards. Less than 30%, I should say. Yeah, I did the math wrong. I've been drinking too much. Fun fact. <laughs> um, Doss, fun fact, Dawson City is the 14th largest city in Kansas. Really? Mm-hmm. The population in Dodge, I think, is like 36,000 people. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually pretty small. <laughs> but still, so it's still the 14th you, largest city in Kansas. To give you perspective, <laughs> Kansas is also not that big. <laughs> it's basically You're what right. that statistic but just told honest, you. But literally, it's 144th largest city in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a far cry. Um so yeah, we we grew up there. Um, I I guess like my my family, we grew up super engraved in our, our culture. I mean, we celebrate our culture very very often. I was often it, though in Dodge City, it was a huge Hispanic community. I would often get told that I was like, I'm too Mexican. I'm too this. I'm too that. And it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I honestly did not start listening to music in English until I was like. 10 or 12 years old so you were a paisa i was a hella paisa i mean like any any type of of latin music like i was super into shakira which i still am today still she to is day. my favorite i love her so much when me and fanny both got covid <laughs> all she watched was the shakira movie. and she will call me and she's like hey let's watch music videos together and i was like okay what are we watching shakira she goes you already know (laughs) (laughs) that's all i did i had a whole party for myself inside my bedroom (laughs) and i was just listening to shakira music because she's just i don't know she's an idol i think i loved how rock and roll she was because she was she was heavy punk when she was like what is that early um late 90s she's heavy punk and then in 2000s she starts to like she has blonde hair really really curly hair too and i don't know there's still something punk about her but it's like more modest now your girl crush 
Yeah, she's just she's just amazing. And I was a, a super into Selena, like every other Latinx person. And um, of course, like Talia, all these other people, like Mana. I'm I'm yeah. Basically, I'm listening to all these Latin musicians, mm-hmm. Juanes, all of these people. Um, so yeah, I mean, like honestly, grow, growing up still was a little different for me in that sense because. I was somebody who really embraced my culture a lot. And and that was just something that my family did. I mean, we brought that to us. Like, that was something that was super important to us. Um, And then that was something that was really important for us to not forget. I mean, even to this day, my older siblings and I, we speak to each other in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's still not something that, that we forget. And our whole business is basically built around us celebrating our culture. I mean, you guys really do celebrate your culture, like, really well. And, like, I I personally went to one, too, as well. And I think you guys, like, you guys are literally treat every single person who comes into your guys' like, all your rodeos or all any events you guys have, treat your, like, everybody like family. Even though I'm, like, Laotian, you guys still treat me like family. And I love that. Like... I'll see your sister and I'll be like, hey, like, what up, sis? And she'll be the same way, too. Like, it's it's so cool because how your family is just so welcoming. Like, it's just, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I would say that your family is the same way. Yeah, I mean, like. Because they are. Like, I, mean, I mean, like, I, I came into your way. house and made a full-ass meal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the same. I know where your stuff is at, at your house. Exactly. <laughs> like, where, where's the comales under the sink? <laughs> yeah, I go over to Emily's house, and and she's, and I'm like, hey, do you have any salsa? And she's like, there's salsa valentina in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how, like, we treat each other, like, family, you know what I mean? Like, with Dusty, too, as well. Like, Dusty comes to my house, dude. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. This is your house, too. I've never been to your house. Well, I mean, like, if, if I, you ever come over, like, it would be the same way as well. Yeah, it would. If you were to come over, it would be the same. Exactly. Just gang gang all around. Mm-hmm. Gang gang. Gang gang. <laughs> gang gang. Gang gang. I think, I think that's kind of the, the cool thing about this, right? It's like, who would have thought... Two Mexicans and two Latians walk into a bar and then they come up with a podcast. No, we don't get it. That's not what happened. We've been burned through a while, but still. And just to let you guys know, I am a blonde. <laughs> I don't know how relevant that is. But two okay. blondes walk in a bar. I'm not blonde. Oh, I am. You're the only blonde. Yeah, I am a blonde. <laughs> This drink is pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do have vodka and tequila mixing together. Like, we do. We do. We're going to get drunk. <laughs> Full disclosure, right before the episode, we were a little bit nervous. So we did take just like one or two shots. Mm. Just, just like one or two shots, guys. That's all we're allowed to say on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, y- yep, exactly. I only took one shot. <laughs> one shot <laughs> one and done one, one and done. done one, one and done, and done. yeah these drinks are not as strong don't be a a wimp but mama you, didn't raise no bitch but there's tequila and vodka together bro you don't mix i thought that's what ruby did i thought so too 
She, I don't know. That's why we need the bartender here. She knew she was doing, honestly. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's okay. We're, but we're I tried. It. Hey, I tried. And, and A for effort, bro. I think so. I think that's where it comes. And, and just like A for effort, right? Um, When we pulled up this article and we were looking for things to talk about on the news or like something that we can talk about, all of us, for a good 30 or 40 minutes, we just felt like this topic of how much the diversity in the u.s is increasing was a perfect segue to introduce who we are exactly you're as you're as you're listening to this podcast you'll start to hear the perspectives of two laotian americans two mexican americans all coming back from different backgrounds and we'll also have people who will interview on here they'll share a little bit about their successes their failures, their lessons learned, their, I don't know, funny stories, because we all got those and we've all done stupid stuff. Everybody has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the same time, you'll get a signature drink. So what do you think uh, you want to come up with for like future, I don't know, topics? For future topics. Okay, in the next episode 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 sorry <laughs> um you'll hear i think i think in the next one you'll hear about a friend of ours who takes over a family business and he just has some really interesting perspectives in the world and we honestly can talk for hours and he's, he's just he's just a funny guy i think he's like me so, kind of in a way okay he's maybe less not. annoying than you so it's okay. <laughs> obnoxious okay <laughs> there's a difference i don't know what the difference is but there's a difference oh well i don't know but i think our next our next um guest is gonna gonna be amazing for sure for sure we talked you up you know who you are now you have to be on here we got the receipts yep <laughs> <laughs> There's no going back. The so here's to, here's to you guys. Here's to you guys who are listening. This was fun. Pa arriba. Pa arriba. Pa abajo. Pa abajo. Pa el centro. Pa centro. Y pa dentro. Y pa dentro. Y pa dentro. Y pa dentro.